Yeah, it's just an Antigua Mustang. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, man. <laughs> You beat me, Steve. You bested me at humming. Um, ah, you should have been a Gre- Gregorian chanter, Steve. <clears throat> Those low pipes you got. It's impressive, right, everyone? The super chats are just rolling in right now. Thanks yeah. to Steve's low rumbles. This first ad was sent to Hold on, by, hold on, oh, hold on. Hi, everyone. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is 60 Cycle Home, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. This first ad was sent to us by Liam Barbaza. Mm-hmm, that's the name. Started as a kit, custom pick guard, and unique 3D printed pickup covers designed and made just for this guitar. Electronics and hardware not upgraded, but it has a nice sound and is very playable. Awesome starter guitar in a great color with some custom tweaks i am clearing out some custom projects and i thought a barbie fan might get a kick out of this one price is firm local pickup cash see less do we have a price you don't have to be a barbie fan to appreciate a pink and leopard print guitar like come on you can hate barbie and still like those things you basically have this guitar i basically have this guitar this is the prs this is nearly that dragon like dragon fruit pink if we don't have a screen grab of the price and there wasn't one uh well this was in canadian dollars anyway ah uh, so oh, 100 even... 150 dollars there you go there you go but burlington ontario is uh in canada so is that does that mean that this was only like a 120 bucks because that's wild if that's it the is. case. It is a bit wild. I, I stopped and looked at this thing just because the pickups, he came up with some sort of 3D printed cover, and they look really cool. Like They grabbed my attention. I was like, I know I've seen these somewhere. Aren't these some sort of like high-end boutique sort of pickup sort of thing? No, he just printed covers for them. Yeah. All these people out there have 3D printers now. We need to be seeing a lot more of this. They definitely have that... Um, um baronic sort of pickup right. vibe that i i mean i don't know how much but of that a, is his design versus there's another like builder that mojo, does mojo mojo whatever that does these big weird oh. shapes like you see them in like the 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 high end like builders area at nam every year yeah. like i can't remember the comment section is going to be full of people saying exactly who, who is it is. that does does the pickups for um uh ronin like, this kind of has a Ronin pickup. Uh, the Ronin guitars have a pickup that's kind of gives me this vibe. Not quite. Not quite. I think Ronin does their own pickups. Shot down. Yeah. Sorry. I tried to get a yes and, and Ryan was just like, no. <laughs> Screw you, Steve. You're wrong, bitch. <laughs> but we need to be seeing more of this because this it looks really cool. Yeah. Like, And I can't tell from these photos that they're 3D printed. You can always tell like up close that something is 3D printed. But that's a really cool look. This person did custom cuts on that pick guard. They got, first of all, they got a leopard print pick guard. Mm-hmm. It actually looks like it's layered over Moto. Do you see that? Yeah. So it's some sort of clear print over Moto. That's interesting. No, that looks really good. 
And this person, like, this person is missing the script of what's special about what they did here. Yeah, it's the kit guitar. The core guitar, they, they probably only paid $79 for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did some cool things here. They could be selling those pickup covers. They're missing the script. They're missing the cool part of what they did. You know, yeah, yeah they made a pink guitar with leopard print. But there's they have some good ideas and they need to explore. They need to come up with their own knob design to go with those. Oh pickups. yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say congratulations, Burlington, Ontario. You have the makings of a future luthier. There you go. This is Maybe. this is gonna be the next Leo Fender. This is gonna be your. This is gonna be Canada's yeah. Paul Reed Smith over there. Yeah. Uh, I it's a what's bold a, look. What's a stereotypical Canadian name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was told one time that Burke is a very common last name in Canada. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been to Canada. I don't know very many Canadians, and I feel like the ones that I do know have fairly unique. Okay, Canadians names. that we know. Jalen or Jay. Mm-hmm. His last name is Jay. And his first name is Jay. <laughs> <laughs> and Glenn Fricker. Yeah. And Ben and Amanda Coombs. Yes, Ben and Amanda Coombs. And uh this Land- is Landon Bailey. Everyone's favorite game, name a Canadian. Any Canadian. Uh, just list Canadians that you know. Are we just saying ones that we know or ones that we know of? We could list Canadians we know of. I mean, that could be a long... I'm just thinking in the gear space. We could make the clickbait to this video, name a Canadian, and the comments oh. will be full of people naming Canadians. Sammy G, he's Canadian. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Maybe that's... Maybe the comment... Because we've got Jay Leonard J, and we've got Sammy G. I mean, we, we could name... Maybe it. the common thread is that they there's a lot of Canadians with single letters mm. for their last names. Is that it? Is that... I don't think so. No? Yeah. I mean, er- everyone from Rush... Canadian, right? Yeah. Uh, what? Are, uh, Getty Lee. Getty Lee. Um, I can't remember the name of anyone. Alex Lifeson. There you go. That's it. That's all that's, that's left. That's, that's everyone it. in that's Rush. Everyone, well, I mean, RIP in peace. <laughs> Nickelback uh, is from Canada. Yeah, Chad Kroger and the right. other guys. Yeah. Avril Lavigne is from Canada. And Canada, now we're just naming I mean, Canadians. Justin Trudeau. I thought Justin that was a game. Bieber. I thought that was a game naming Canadians. Did well, you know that in in uh, uh is Cal- Daryl Braun Canadian? Uh, I think so. Did you know that in California, Chad Kroger is actually called Chad Vaughns? <laughs> no, that would be he would be Chad Ralphs. Chad Ralphs. Okay, I messed up my own joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that's that's a quality joke. It's a, I just it's a good wor- joke. Workshop it a little bit more. Just like you got to get your facts straight there, sir. Because Kroger is a national rest, uh, 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 grocery chain, but in the West Coast, it's it's, it's just Ralph's. Ralph's. But then I mixed up Safeway because the mm. same thing, Safeway, and then in California we yeah. have Vons, which is Safeway. Chad but. Chad Safeway <sighs> in California would be Chad Vons or Chad Albertsons. Chad Albertsons. Chad Albertson's works like <laughs> Albertson's is the Chad. Oh my God. Grocery stores. Uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I worked at Albertson's for five years of my life, high school to college. Who else is, I mean, I, I feel like I'm out of Canadians now. That's always the problem. You That's, always run out of Canadians. Run out of them. There's only Probably so many Canadians. Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah. Ryan Gosling. Uh, yeah. All the, all the various Ryans. Um, uh, Mike Myers. Mm. You just go through a is list. Is Adam of, Sandler also most, Canadian? I don't think so. 
Most comedians are Canadian. There are a lot of... Was yeah. John Candy was Canadian, but he's RIP in peace. <laughs> is, this, is this ever going to be a guitar podcast uh, again? <laughs> well, we just need to think of more Rick Moranis. Can- I mean, you, he's yeah. a guitarist from Canada. Rick Moranis is? Isn't, doesn't he play guitar? Does he? Maybe he plays Let's get some him on kind, the show. He plays some kind of musical instrument. Because when he retired, wasn't his whole thing like he's going to go like raise his kids and then he made a an, a music album did he he Am made I a music that? album with music on yeah. an album i don't know why i think that maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong I someone just, out there is gonna if i'm wrong someone's gonna tell me that i'm thinking of steve martin steve martin is definitely a musician who yeah. makes musical albums uh who uh, drake drake is a musician from canada all right um all right, let's talk about this. You, this guitar. Do you, should anyone buy it? One yes. fifty. Bye bye bye. I can't tell you to buy it. It's a kit guitar that someone put together, but it looks cool. And that those extra details like set it apart from any other kit built that we've seen Here, on this. Here's, like, if this was just a kit built that was just normal, I'd be like, no, this is fifty bucks. Yeah. But because this person went the extra steps and did something cool, I can't tell you what to do with your money. But you should buy I want to see you more. I want to see more people doing cool stuff like this with their 3D printers. Make your own pickups. Make your own knobs. Mm-hmm. Make your own pick guards. Like get crazy. Make some stuff. And it'll blow up, and you'll be the originator of the next big thing. And you won't make any money. You'll be bitter about it your entire life. You shouldn't have put it up for free. Like you put up that 3D model for three, and now you're like, oh, well, I never get any credit. Never should have bought that, that 3D a, printer. Is that a thing that happens? I don't know. Probably. I'm just People imagining get, things now. You should replace all of these random wood blocks in here with 3D printed things. <laughs> I use wood blocks to tie together oh, I know. like my camera stand Whatever. stuff because they don't make adapters for what I want to exist. Right. If I had a 3D printer, I would be I would be doing that stuff. No, it's great that you have this stuff because event- someday, eventually, maybe I will steal a couple of these ideas to you should. using in my garage. You should. If I ever clean my garage. So you can't see it in this <laughs> shot, but uh, my overhead camera rig is a is a desk mounted uh monitor stand yeah you know the monitor stand is like a pole and it has an arm that comes out so i put a wood block on there uh so i could screw uh i screwed the wood block to the to the monitor stand and then i screwed a camera mount to the other side of the wood Mm -hmm. block so the wood block is a universal adapter in between two things that should not be connected oh you're talking about that one over there i'm talking about both of them both Both of them work the same way is there a wood block on this one yep it's this black. I spray painted this one. Oh, it's stealth. It's stealth. Yeah, you, you can't stealthed tell. it out. Yeah. All black. Well, that that one black. is a fence post. <laughs> um, yeah, this is. I think this is a good good pickup. Um, <laughs> this is a good pickup. <laughs> Back to the guitar. This, someone buy it or don't. Whatever. Yeah. It, and appreciate it and look at it with us. That's yeah, all we ask. Appreciate the man. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan. Oh, Steve. Let's do some housekeeping. All right. Okay. Uh, housekeeping, to. of course, is uh, if you want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast. It's right here. Also, there's a link below. Click that link. Uh, this week, we have one new uh, Patreon, and he joined literally as we were prepping, which is fantastic. Steve said, stop. Uh, the camera stop recording. Yeah, we've got, right. we stop the presses. It's time. Mm-hmm. We got something to uh, add. So at the $10 level, we've got Sean Pavey. Thank you, Sean. Uh, this is very timely. Yeah, he actually did a thing that I think is really, that I probably smart, honestly. more people should take advantage of. It shows that he's, is, he's smarter than most people. Is, uh, <laughs> if you want to, if you know, like you're in a good position to support the show for 
a long time, or you already know, like maybe I'm, you know, you already know what you want to do. Listen, with your support, we've been making the show a long time. We're consistent. We've never missed a a, a week. We've never missed a week insane. of podcasting. It's insane. We almost always hit a Monday. Every now and then, if it's a holiday, we'll, let's do Tuesday instead. Let's do Tuesday. But we've always had an episode for no. ten years now. We're gonna keep doing this. So if you want to commit to buying your sponsorship to buying your Patreon all in one big chunk to save some yeah. money. Sure. When, go for when it. When you do one year, Sean did one year. When you do one year, you basically only pay for 11 months. Mm-hmm. So he's at the $10 level. It should be 120 bucks, but he only paid 110 bucks. It's cool. It's a cool it's little so cool. discount that we have running. It's no. important because today we had to pay a big bill. Yeah. $360. And that is for our mailbox. Yeah, for our UPS box so that people can send us stuff if they want to. We don't expect anyone to, but if you want to send us stuff, like we've got a letter right here that we'll open in and a you bit. you just showed everybody this person's address. You showed my address on the last week's Everyone episode. already knows your address. They shouldn't. I wish they didn't. Well, they do. Uh, do we want to move? Do we want to open this piece of mail, or do we want to do another sponsor? Yeah, spot? like let, let's 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 crack it open. Uh, Since we talked about how we the use Patreon your money, pays for our yeah. mailbox, three hundred and sixty bucks to to update the mailbox. So account Ryan can feel is, like he has a little bit of anonymity on the internet. Is about half of what we bring in a month from our uh, Patreon. So we definitely appreciate that your Patreons they help us cover costs like that. I can't pull it out, Steve. It's stuck. Just rip the envelope, man. It's got a deer on it. Nice work. You are outstanding in your field. This is a thick feeling boy here. There's, there's some stuff in there. There's stuff inside. Stickers? It looks like you're, you're the reader, Steve. You t- you take a crack at that. Whoa. Loved the idea of a pick exchange. Hopefully you guys are still into it. Here's some picks from two of the main shops in Humboldt. I know Ryan doesn't support brick and mortar shops because <laughs> they don't rent band instruments well or something like that. But maybe Steve will think the picks are cool. Thanks. I believe I owe Josh some picks already beyond this, but we got some cool stickers in there. Oh, there's this envelope right there. The self-addressed stamped envelope. But like I said, I'm pretty sure I owe him some stuff. You want to see something crazy? Let's show me something crazy. Oh, this is a fun sticker. So this pick right here, it's got this logo on it. Manitoba's two street music. Yeah. Uh, You can't see it, but I designed that graphic. Oh, cool. It's an, one of my eye stock designs. So let me take a, a clear photo of it when I edit this. It says wild, also Wildwood Music in Arcata, California. That is one of my designs, and I sold that on iStock. Is Mantova's, is that where Brett works, or does he just shop there? I don't know. Brett, let Oh, there's know. two of them. There's two of them. So we, we'll send him, send him some pics and send him some stickers, Steve. Well, I need to because Josh is also a Patreon supporter. I know I, you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> if send anyone us, wants to send us pics and stickers or, or whatever, like yeah, go for it. So I think the thing that we said before was if you send us a self-addressed stamp stamped envelope like this, like the old yeah, school, you're like, showing his address. Oh, Steve, dang it! <laughs> like this. <laughs> We, Steve, you've gotten real sloppy with the address stuff. The address stuff is kind of a newer thing. Maybe. No, no. no. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Anyway, thanks. Thanks to the Patreons. Thanks to the new Patreon. Thanks. Uh, thanks to Josh here for sending us some pics and stickers and, uh, let's move on. Ryan's going to have to cut that out. You think I'm going to remember to, no. I speed run my edit, know. man. Try to get it over as quick as possible. Oh, I miss a lot of stuff. Gosh, this episode's brought to you by string joy. Oh, thank you. String joy. <laughs> That's the sponsorship. We're just done. <laughs> Uh, go buy some strings, <laughs> use code HUM for a 10% discount. Use our, our link in the link below so they know mm -hmm. that we sent you. They're great strings. These are a 9 to 42 set, but of course, you can get any set you want. The Oops All G video is still uh, getting lots of rude and nasty comments. I love it. Well, the, the little uh, clip video the little, on Facebook, Facebook, because clip. I didn't put very much of actually playing on, on there. And you didn't put a link that said, like, no. hey, go here to see more. So people are just like, hey, you didn't play very much. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Sorry. Deal with it. Uh, but Getting yeah, views, go though. check them out. Stringjoy, stringjoy.com. They're and fantastic. None of you have done what I've said, what I've asked for, what I've demanded of you so far. Get in the comments section and tell us your experience with your Stringjoy strings. I want to know, do you like them? Do you hate them? Do you feel like we misled you? Do you feel like we led you in the exact right path that you needed to go? I want to know what you think about this brand. I want to know what you think about the strings that they make, the products that they make. Tell us in the comment section. We're looking for feedback. Tell us, guys. Jeez. <laughs> Thank you, Stringjoy. Oh, we really appreciate it. <laughs> They've actually been supporting us quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, what's the next ad? Oh, that's a good question, Steve. Uh, I didn't tell you? No. Let's do uh, the gemstone guitar. Gemstone, gemstone G&L. This is from Caro Lamb. Caro Lamb. This is a G&L tribute in red. A gemstone guitar. Masterpiece. Need to sell fast. Red red it's not red oh it says red tired of the same looking guitar everybody owns let me guess you've never seen one of these it's one of a kind yeah there's a reason garnished with tiger <laughs> eye mother of pearl jasper and gold flakes good luck finding one of these elsewhere if you like to install your own hardware pickups etc i would sell the neck and body for only 1200 are you kidding me <laughs> so you're telling me that you think just the they covered it in brown rocks. Electric guitar, like the pickups on this, you think that's worth $1,200? What? It's a G&L. It's just been encrusted with brown stones for some reason. Maybe the photos don't do it justice. Maybe in person it's like a beautiful copper golden hue. It looks gross. It looks like 1970s furniture, like the type that's not cool enough for anyone to be nostalgic of, you know? It looks like a 1970s uh, countertop. I don't even understand what I'm looking at because, like, here's the body and there's all this stuff in it. And then there's another one where it definitely looks like the pit guard and everything is in the body. So this has to be pre-route or something. Is this is this even a GNL? I mean, it must be a GNL body. It's some kind of body to start. Yeah, what what happened here? Why is this? Why is this? I have I'm so confused. 
I'm I'm just completely. Maybe it's not lost. a GNL body. Maybe it's it's just GNL hardware and neck. But like in this picture, it looks like everything's floating on top of the body. Maybe the pictures are just bad. The pick guard is not screwed in. Everything is just floating on top of the body. I don't think it's it's not finished. This is like a... But like in this picture, it looks like it's recessed. Is it just... Is it just like my eyes playing tricks on me? The pickups are... They don't have any hardware holding them in. So the, the pickup... The pickguard's able to fit flat against the pickups. And but how is the switch in there? This has to be a before and after routing situation. All right. I just want to make the, I'm going to get this joke out of the way, out of the way. Do it. This get guitar, out of the way, out of the way. This guitar is great for playing rock music. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh. I don't. Abalone inlays. Oh, for that awesome sea shanty tone. Abalone. This whole guitar is baloney. Oh, that's that was pretty good. I appreciated that. Something's up. Something is up because this is. I'm gonna venture to say this is not a factory finish. Oh, and it's a tri- it's a tribute. Ryan, this is, this is how, a seven hundred dollar guitar new. How could you be so bold? <laughs> hot takes, guys. I know hot takes. The hottest takes. What the hell is even happening? Like, and it's not like, like you, there are like abalone and pearl and gem and precious stone and decorative stone encrusted guitars out there that look beautiful. First of all, why did they go with so much brown? Secondly, like, look at, you can see this is beyond orange peel. Yeah. Where whatever clear coat they put over it, it's like I, I, it looks so goopy. Okay, I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna throw this one throw out. Throw it there. at me, man. I've never refinished a guitar. I think I could hopefully do a better clear coat than that. I think you could do a better clear coat than that. The 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 stonework it immediately like they stuff had to be done to make this happen and make this work. I don't understand why they did it though. It looks bad and gross. Do you remember? Do you remember like in the late eighties when everything was tiger? Like tiger eye was a really big thing. I feel like in the late eighties, tiger eye, tiger eye. What's that stone? That's what all that brown is. It's a it's a stone called tiger. Oh right, right, right. Um, No, like you saw you saw that type of. That's why I was saying like this like nineteen seventies countertop sort of look. But I feel like it when it was like done well, it was really subtle. It was like a single stone in a pendant, not an entire right, guitar right. body that would be perfect but that stuff, for like, playing survivor's eye of the tiger. But that stuff has like that iridescence when you move it. Maybe that's the problem with this ad is like, there's, there needs to be a video of it moving so you can see the depth of that stone. Yeah. Because it's, it just looks Brown. Everything in here looks like this close up of the body, which has like a heart shape. And all is the, that in the I don't know if that's in the front. That's in the front. All this abalone, like because abalone inlay is not my thing, but it can be obviously beautiful. Right, like abalone can be this beautiful creative material mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to work with to decorate guitars, to adorn guitars with. This just looks like someone got a bag of abalone scraps and Elmer's glued it to a guitar. Yeah, there's just every flat piece they could find. 
and just kind of glued it on there and then put sparkle glue in between. The, the price they're asking is insulting. I think that's probably like, if this was like 600 bucks, it would be good for a laugh, but it would be like, I, I wouldn't want I don't, 600 bucks. That's the price of a, a an unmolested, uh, GNL oh my, tribute. this is a tribute. It's a tribute. Oh. It's not even a USA. It's a tribute. Those are like 700 new. This is not the greatest guitar in the world. This is just a tribute. <laughs> okay. All right. Calm oh. down. <laughs> yeah, it, I thought this was actually like a GNL S 500. Cause I did not. No, no. It, if, if that tiger's eye stone is that iridescent stuff that shifts in the light. If they had taken that material and done a masterful job of completely covering and perfect seam work, this and tiling work, the way that you see on like those, uh, uh, the doozies, mm -hmm. the Duesenbergs mm -hmm. that have the pearl. Yeah. Those I would, look I like would be crap like, too, but you those, know. they're, they're an acquired taste, but at least I would understand the intention. Yeah. I don't understand the intention of this. I understand yeah. starting a craft and be like, I'm going to try something. I don't understand finishing this. I don't understand the fact that it's not routed apparently, but then might be in some photos, but they don't show us the route. And I cannot imagine what would happen to a router bit trying to get through this. Oh stuff. yeah. Like yeah. not just the shell, like the shell would come apart with the router bit hitting it, but it might come apart too much. It's going to flake. It's going to throw chunks everywhere, mm -hmm. but all that, glitter glue in between like what's going to happen There's is a that a lot of glue is it resin is it epoxy like all, i don't know and then all of this down here this red stuff this is all jasper that you're going to have to cut through to drop the uh the bridge in place and honestly this pit guard kind of looks like ass too <laughs> right it does you're i mean it looks is it just painted like that you think that's, that's a good question? Like, is it did someone make a mold and pour a bunch of glitter and epoxy into a strat pickguard? Look at the holes on it. It looks like it looks gross. Like there's a so there's a weird thing going on. Imagine this. feeling this with your teeth. I oh my god. Ugh. I do wonder because like these Do you wonder, wonder, wonder who wrote yeah, the book? Who wrote the book of love? Um just can't finish my sentences. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of this ad. All right. Uh, Here's the thing. This pick card might not look like crap. If it was, I don't know what color I would put that on. Maybe a blue. I'm going to say maybe, something. With how ambitious this guitar is and how expensive they want it to be, it should look good in any light. And the fact that it doesn't look good in what kind of looks like pretty decent room light, like it's not a that's, dark photo, that's fair. It, it, it doesn't say good things about it. Like it should look a lot better in the light that it's in, and it doesn't look better. So, like I feel like the pit guard looks better here than it does here. It probably, the whole thing probably looks, looks better in looks, motion. This looks flashed out to me compared to this picture. Um, so that's why it's I think a, the pit guard might be salvageable on the right color body. This is just a brown mess. The lighting is not great. It looks but like you're a, right. Like if the finish, if the finish was clean, like you're not going to pay $2,500 for orange peel. That's just bottom line. 
It looks like a dog ate a bunch of snails and glitter and then pooped <laughs> out snail <laughs> shells and glitter into dog turd. Like it looks into a guitar shaped dog, right, it, dog turd. This is the it makes me sad. I have a I have a GNL tribute in that box right over there right now. Wow. I'm gonna unbox that soon for a video. I actually have a USA and I have a tribute. I'm gonna do a comparison to figure out like that Sweetwater is enabling me to do this. I asked if I could do Bunch it. Bunch of enablers. I was like, hey, I just I just want to compare like what details are different because every tribute every tribute that I've picked up has been like, this is a great guitar. Do you like, have any, how much better could the American? Do Americans you have any be? final words on this? Because don't buy like, it. It sounds like you want to talk about what's new. Don't buy it is what I'm saying. All right. Yeah, this, look look forward to that that GNL video they're gonna make. I'm looking forward, I'm shooting out uh the same model tribute and USA made. So similar pickups, it's a strat style thing. You're like, it's gonna be fun. I don't know how to make an ampersand. <laughs> All right. G and L versus G and You want me to do it for you? I think that's close enough. All right, so you got that video coming up. Do we do you want to talk about other things that are gonna be in that video or do you wanna wait? We'll wait, we'll wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? new going on with you i'm gonna give one of them one of them away <laughs> you just said oh you just wanted to wait until like later in this part of the episode <laughs> no 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 I was like, oh, i'm just spoiling it i'm gonna give away one of the gnl so so you got that to look forward to uh, somebody somebody kind of asked about this what what have you been watching lately what you've been watching is that what you want to do for what's new well do you have anything else for what's new yeah what else do you have for what's new? Uh, I think I'm quitting church. Oh. <laughs> Steve is writing a note, and it's going to be the title of the episode. Ryan is quitting church. I'm not quitting church. I'm not leaving my faith. Ryan I'm... hates God. <laughs> Ryan, also, Ryan is now an atheist. Also, Barbie Pink, Gemstone GNL, and Mini Petals. <laughs> Uh, so my church got, finally got its own building after mm-hmm, being a church mm-hmm. for 20 years where or something is it? like that. Uh, it's, it's down the street from where it was. It's, it's, it's in Scripps Ranch. Um, now people know where you go to church. Uh, fine. Come, come to church. <laughs> I won't, I won't be there. Um, so they got their own building. They used to meet in a middle school, which had mm-hmm, a great big mm-hmm. auditorium. Now they're in a building that is smaller. It is much better for them, but it, this, the, the sanctuary is smaller, mm-hmm. so they're moving to two services. Mm-hmm. And I was already getting wrecked getting there as early as I was for one service. For like, 9 for like, for like the 9.30 service. I, you know, I had to be there at, at 8. 9.25. No, no, I had to be there at 7.30 or something like that. And it's not just the, the time I have to wake up. I do have to wake up earlier now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is the amount of time spent on one of my few days off. Right. When like weekends, you know how it is. Weekends end up being when you're an adult, they end up being chore. Yeah. Weekends. Too. Yeah. It's a different type of work or you're doing fun stuff with your kids and stuff like that. I just don't, I don't think I can justify being doing the worship band anymore. Like maybe, maybe I can do it like once every other month or something like that. Just to keep up with it. But I, I did it this past week and man, it wrecked me. Did you, you did the double? I did the double. And I, when, when I started at the church, they were doing doubles mm-hmm. uh, because pre COVID they had a lot more people going mm-hmm. to the church. Mm-hmm. They're still recovering from COVID. Uh, and I was younger. 
I was younger when I did all that at, at our old church. I was younger when we did all that. Right. I'm not young anymore. And I don't think I can, I don't think I can swing it anymore. So yeah, I, I'm, I've been trying to think like maybe once a month, maybe once every other month. I don't know. Maybe, but man, it just, I should try it at least one more time and see like, okay, I can, I can it was just a fluke and I was just wrecked mm-hmm. from one thing, but like, I don't know. Ryan, you should set. I think it might be time to pass the torch, you know? You should set this up as like a workout goal where you just work out until you feel like you have enough stamina to go back and be like, I can do two services now. Now I can do three. Now I can do three. I'm I'm jacked now. I yeah. Look, I, I look like, what's Wolfgang von Frankenstein? I can Frankenstein. do three services behind my back now. Yeah. With one <laughs> hand. But like, it was, if it's going to wreck me, it's not just about like getting old and oh yeah and yeah. you know or just needing more family time on the weekends or whatever. It's also about joy. It, it's a volunteer yeah. thing. If I'm not if if it's gonna make me miserable, then I shouldn't be doing it for sure. Like that's the reality that's of the... it. It's, vo- it's purely volunteer. It always has been for me. I've I've enjoyed doing it a really long time, mm-hmm. and I think it's time to pass the torch. So that's kind of where I'm yeah. at. And there's no and there's no problem with that there's no problem with that no i don't have to justify it to anyone oh uh watch i'm gonna be god's gonna strike me down this week and he's gonna open up the earth and i'm gonna fall into a big hole and the earth is gonna close up and a little sign's gonna grow up grow out of the ground and it's gonna say here lies ryan who quit uh, church who quit church quit the church band who spat spat in god's face by not playing two services anymore no i i mean i i I definitely when we when we switched uh at my old church uh we started doing a morning service and an evening service uh i had already set myself to be like okay i'm only i only have time to do two services a month and then when they set when they went to two services a weekend they were like, well, what does this mean for you? I go, well, two services a month. So yeah, if you want me to play on the morning, then I'm not going to play that night. If, if my church had an evening service, I'd be there. Like end of the day, yeah, I'm down for that. I'll show up for that. Even, but what if it, if it was a morning and an evening? No, I wouldn't do both. One or the other. No, yeah. I'd do one or the other. Like, it, it, you, you know, it's got to be a different team. You can't expect the yeah. same team to show up for it's both al- services. It's always tough, too, with those situations because, like, and I think that's where, like, a lot of a lot of older churches like, they're paid. get away with the multi-service is because they have, if you're a multi-generational church. There's a dog outside, Steve. Like, relax. <laughs> it's okay. It's not coming in. I promise. If you're a multi-generational church, then you have, like, the the blue hairs come in at for the eight o'clock service, and then at ten a.m. you're ready to rock. Blue hairs mean something else now. Blue hairs used to mean the old ladies. What does it mean now? Now it means all those liberal Democrats. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. So it's like a lot of churches do like they call it. They'll call it something. It know, would be great if there was a blue hair service, traditional celebration, and, like, and all these old older ladies showed up, and then they realized, no, this is like the. Like the uh, the hyper progressive service, is the, the Unitarians, the Universalist right. service. <laughs> well, there's a lady pastor, and she's got blue hair, and there's a, a pride flag and she, waving, and she's she's uh, openly praying to like every like she's naming off all of the different like Judeo Christian religions. I had a, names for God. I've had an idea that a lot of religious people will hate. Oh. I right, know. you should say it out loud. I'm going to say it out loud. 
there's a lot of different faiths. There's a lot of different. But only one of them is right. People. There's a lot of different Southern people Baptists that believe. <laughs> the Southern Baptists are the only right ones, and we're all in a lot of trouble. Uh, there's a lot of different, you know, beliefs, and most of them kind of uh, are wrapped around the idea of a creator. Okay. I would definitely go to a church where it was just like a creative service for being creative for people who uh, are seeking to worship a creator. Like you, you go in, it's more like an art colony sort I of thing. Feel and like there's not definitely exists. There's not a, a sermon or anything like that. Maybe there's bands mm. that perform uh, music of their various faiths and things like that, but it's more like an art space. It's like, there's like a, like a, a pottery area. There's an area for painting. There's like a music workshops or things like that. Mm. And if you do this religiously tax free, baby, you got a community service thing going on. Oh my gosh. It's a, it's a religious thing. Uh, you know, you get people to tithe to come use a, uh, a creative space. Like this is, this is, it's not a, it's not a church service. It's a grift that I cooked up. Oh, <laughs> this felt like it had a lot of promise. I am definitely going to get struck down and by then God. At the end, you're just like, Oh, by the way, this is all just a grift. It's just a grift. Just a grift. I mean, the, uh, the people in the audience are going to be arguing like, Oh, all religion is a grift anyway. So well, let's have some fun with it. Let's make some art. <laughs> let's get creative. Let's have an inner faith. Uh, worship creative service. That's what I'm pitching. I'd hang out with Buddhists and Hindus and and Muslims and Catholics and Mormons and all sorts of different people. If we're hanging out, making art, expressing our uh, expressing our worship of a creator, like that sounds beautiful to me. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up for Sunday morning sports church sports church <laughs> but, but it's but it's part but it's participatory so like when you shoot a three-pointer and you make it like you have to like everybody points up like everybody does it and nobody thinks you're being like weird when you do right it. right but like, also oh, I hit that three thanks god like there has to be rules against praying <laughs> like, every, no, 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 people, every, people are like i won because my god's real <laughs> No, everybody just prays that uh, everybody prays to their in their individual belief system that everyone just goes home and has fun and nobody gets hurt. That like that's like my what, kind of sports church. <laughs> you got the kid in right field who's having a great time, but all he's doing is picking dandelions. Hey, that was me. I know. <laughs> I'm very well aware. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Chase Bliss. Oh, because this is a guitar podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking, speaking of creative pedals, if you this want, episode is brought to you by Chase Bliss. If you're looking for a creative pedal to use to worship whatever creator you believe in, why not choose Chase Bliss? I'm holding one that you can't get anymore. Uh, yeah, we've chosen a great example of a creative pedal from Chase Bliss that you can't buy. Yeah, this this one is like of biblical proportions. Like, come on, guys. What, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> This, if you had this, you would have faith in this. Faith, I don't know. Faith, this is all big stretches, guys. The, I don't know. Faith go, of the heart. Go, you have faith of the heart. Come on, go get, go get yourself a Chase Bliss pedal. You can't get this one because it's mine, baby. And they're all gone. They're not, they're not making this one anymore, but stay tuned. Go follow Chase Bliss on all their social medias. Get on their mailing list. All that stuff. There's more stuff coming. There's always more stuff coming. So get over there. Sign up. 
stay on top of it just so you can gossip about it mm-hmm. when it when mm-hmm. it launches, whatever it is. Ryan, you got that topic? I do, I do. Let me pull it up. We're gonna talk about battles. <laughs> Bryce de Namur asks. Are big slash boutique brands making mini pedals to combat Chinese clones or because the format just makes sense? Where is the mini pedal trend going? Are mini pedals the future? I kind of feel like mini pedals are the present and the past and probably the future. Like there's mini pedals in all those places in time. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Electro Harmonics just came out with more of their A whole bunch. Their DSP nanos or whatever, their micro nano. What are they called? You know, they they came out with a ton of them, and they're all simplified. Some of them are maxified versions of previous what do pedals. You mean they're maxified. Like there was one that has four knobs when the original has oh, three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's things like that going on. Like they have. I almost got excited for the Oceans Three because it's like a mini pedal that drips. Like I'm into it, mm-hmm. and then I realized, oh, it's only twenty dollars cheaper than the Oceans Eleven, and the Oceans Eleven has eleven settings. And it has that that kick feature where you, you kick it t- twice and it does a crash for you. Like, I, I agree. Electro Harmonics has over 150 effects pedals now. That sounds low to me. Like, they have so many pedals. I'm trying to find an... Oh, here we go. Here's the article. This, this was actually uh, a little over a month ago. Um, oh, this is only the Pico Pog. So it's the, called the Pico Series. The Pico Series. Which is, and some of them are, like, so expensive. Like... When, when you think of mini pedals, you generally think of something that is being sold cheaper than the full size and has limited uh, controls and options compared to the full size. And EHX is just kind of throwing that to the wind and like, oh, no, here's here's like a 200 and some odd dollar version of our also 200 some odd version, like full yeah. size version. Like they're just making it smaller and charging the same price. And some of them adding features, of, some of them subtracting features it's it's a bold move here and we go introducing a big line of little pedals the nyc dsp nyc DSP. it's nine pedals the pico pit all of them have four knobs so you're right this is probably all just i think the same all format, the same form factor i think they all have to be the same circuit board in there the it pi- has to be the same thing just with different code on the it. pico pitchfork the pico oceans three verb the pico canyon Echo, the yeah, there's d- a lot. The Deep Freeze, the Pico Attack Decay, the Pico Triborough Bridge, which a lot of people like just because it's a New York City direct reference, the Pico Rerun Tape Delay, the Pico Platform, which is a compressor, the Pico Pog. That's the one that I think the most people are excited that I've seen. 240 bucks. 240 bucks For a mini pedal. For a miniature pog. But the, I mean, the... And at that price, I think two forty. I think it's actually, is it more expensive than the micro pog? I don't that, know. At that price, it might be. But like, here's here's, I don't know for sure. But this is my impression. This is the impression I've gotten of Electro Harmonics' business model. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to mass produce on a scale that pretty much no other pedal manufacturer can. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, Boss. It definitely looks that way. But maybe Boss. What they do is they come up with a model and they're like, okay, we're going to make that. We're committed. Mm-hmm. And they just, they make everything that they're going to sell yeah. the, for what they can, what they think might be 10 years. They're like, let's make 10 years of this and put it in a warehouse. Yeah. Like that's the impression yeah. I get. Like we're going to 
produce this on a scale where we're going to get the cost down real, real low. And we don't care if it sells right away because we're just going to have it. Yeah. Like that's what it feels like to me. Like this is them investing in, they're, they're not like we got to make our money back on this now. They're like, someone's going to buy it eventually. I, I think too. I think that's, I think that's the business model. Like, Oh, if we, if we make uh you know, if we make 500,000 muff variants, this one mm-hmm. muff variant, like it's going to sit in a warehouse for 10 years, but like we own that warehouse. We're not paying rent and they're, they're all going to sell eventually, you know, like whatever, like we're just, we're playing the numbers that way. I think to the original question, um, I, I do, I do kind of like agree with the notion that, um, that if there has been an innovation, because we always talk about like, oh, Chinese pills are just clones. They're just clones. They're just clones. Like, oh, it's just it's just a miniature rat. It's just a miniature tube screamer. It's just, sure, this, sure, sure. just that. That change in form factor that I get is kind of the innovation. Sure. Like it's it's kind of maybe they, a little weird to maybe, think about. Maybe it that these way, import but, these import brands that were just trying to clone cheaper and smaller. Yeah. They innovated in preparing the market for these yeah. miniature pedals. I mean, I, I, I cannot think except for maybe one. think about like there's, there's material savings. It's less materials to produce. There's shipping savings. It's less weight to ship. That's you true. Know, that's if you have a huge I mean, operation, you, you, that stuff adds up over time. You do have to do the work. But to, also to the, miniaturize the circuit though. In the case of EHX, these like, are this not is analog. It's, well, this isn't, but like, other sure. companies who have done it. Sure, sure. There are plenty or even of like the chi- like a Chinese rat is still a rat. It's just everything's SMD now. Right, right. You know, but when we look around like the the thing that I think is bold, like this Pigtronics pedal right, right. is pretty cool. It's pretty hefty. This is a pretty the moon pool. I don't know how much this is, but I know the Pigtronics stuff is not cheap. Right. There's a there's a Wampler. That's the, great. The Bell. Ryan loves this pedal. I do. I love that pedal. And it's a mini and, again, not cheap. But if I th- I think if Wampler tried to just release this pedal eight years ago, everybody would be like, oh, it's what, a toy. what is he doing? No, like that. When Mi- Mr. Black, Mr. Black, I actually think, was the first manufacturer, American manufacturer, I, I saw really embrace mini pedals and People were kind of confused by it. I think a lot of his mini pedals were between like a hundred and a hundred and thirty dollars, and it took a long time for the market to kind of overcome this idea that this is what every mini pedal should be right. twenty dollars on Amazon, and that uh, the engineering is just whatever you get, like that uh, attaching a boutique or a, like a historically boutique name like Wampler or Mister Black to a mini pedal. The only thing that's kind of, yeah. The only thing that makes sense that's to people different about this from any other like name brand pedal is the size of it. It's a four right. knob overdrive with a foot switch and even a side option clicker here. It still takes nine volt. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound any mm-hmm. different because of its size. Like it's like the only difference is its size some people don't like stepping on something small like this. Some people want a big old pedal. Some people yeah. don't care. Like it doesn't change my life at all that this is smaller or bigger. I t- it tends to fill the same space on a board because it's like I make space for my foot yeah. around it. You know, uh, you know what a pedal like that is. And 
I'm sure a lot of people have thought about this. A, a pedal in a mini pedal format like this. Probably going to talk about this. Talk about this like next week or something, but you could take this pedal and mount it upside down underneath like a pedal train and just have it as an always on. Yeah, sure. You could do that. <laughs> you could. You no, could, I mean, that's a thing people do. You could put this in your sock drawer and no one would oh find it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you could put it all sorts of places. I'm saying like, if you want right. it always on, like it's real small, it'll fit. You know, there are people. Versus like a full size, a full size version that wouldn't there, fit. Underneath. There are notable players across the years who have mounted pedals to their guitars. Yeah. It would be so much more convenient with a little one. Like, <laughs> like, I don't think there's any, there's no real like legitimate debate that a mini pedal is lesser or greater than a full yeah. size pedal. Uh, there are people who make arguments with vintage circuits like fuzz faces and muffs and stuff like that, that the, the, particular case did add something to the circuit because right, it was grounded right. to the case so maybe that changes things but th in that case like maybe you're seeking the, the tone of a mini pedal mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. maybe you prefer the tighter low end of a mini fuzz face i don't know but it just like any like you can get a cheap pedal in this size case you could also yeah. get a chase this pedal yeah. in this size case and that doesn't really change the value of the circuit it doesn't change the function of the circuit, the design of the circuit, the the care of the people designing it and the creativity of the people designing it and the creativity of the people using the end product is really the end determinator mm -hmm. in its actual value. The determinator. <laughs> I was looking That's like the worst off brand I was looking action for uh, I was looking for like a a a Florida board pedal that's the same size as that. You got a bunch of flammas over there. Yeah, and yeah I realized yeah. that those are all like exactly. 60, 70. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I, I think it's I weird. Think it's, it's not going to go away. Is no. it's I, here's my, here's my take going back to EHX. Mm. It's not them trying to disrupt the market. It's not a new thing in the market. It is them offering an option for people who want it just because Starbucks yeah. smells just because Starbucks sells a small coffee doesn't mean the large coffees are being replaced. It means that they know there's people who want to buy a small I coffee. I think it's an interesting, you know, I think it's an interesting market strategy too, to keep them at the higher price, basically pushing them under like uh, the, the guys guys makes it sound deceptive, the but girls. Pushing, it, pushing it under the, um, <laughs> like the idea that, Hey, these are the same, going to be the same quality as our full size pedal. It's just right. limited options because where, where you, I could see somebody, it probably would in. look bad if they were like, Oh yeah, these are 70 bucks. And like, well, are you telling me that the circuit quality, if these are just as good as the full size ones, are you telling me that the circuit quality of the full size ones is only worth 70 bucks? Like, I could see where the branding argument comes in there. All right. So I got your pedal board here. Yeah, you do. Uh, you got a space for one full-size pedal here. Yeah. But say EH and X in this line. We're EH using EH and X. EH and X. Electro. And, and Electro Harm and X. Harm and X. Harm and X. Puts out one of these pedals and you're like, well, I don't. You know, the Canyon's good, but I really only use this one setting. And I'm looking at it, and it looks like this mini pedal does this one setting. 
put that pedal right there. Right. You put that pedal maybe right here. Like there's a slot for that one. Well, I will, I will say if I, if I needed to put together the smallest possible surf pedal board, there you go, Steve, get my reps in. Uh, if I need to put together the smallest possible surf guitar pedal board, like for like travel gigging or something like that, like I'm going to get on planes and I just want something that I can throw in the, the, the back pocket of my gig bag. I totally grab one of those oceans threes. Right. I do, yeah. Yeah. Like I, that's acceptable for, for my, my, you know, flying date touring thing where I'm just bringing a guitar and a small pedal board and I'll use back back line for the amp or whatever. Uh, if I needed to save space and it's like, I'm just going to do like four mini pedals on a board. I've got a mini drive. I've got a tuner. I've got a mini reverb and I've got a mini tremolo. Mm -hmm. Like that covers my bases, you know, like it, I would totally grab it, but I don't need it. It's only, right. it's only $20 cheaper than the oceans 11. And I totally have space on every other board yeah. that I have to yeah. throw an oceans 11 size pedal on there. So why wouldn't I just use the I'm oceans just saying 11? Like, there's, there's, definitely a market for people who feel like they maxed out their board. They're like, Oh, I, I could use this, but I've maxed out. So I, I don't really need it more than something that I already have. Also and like, now all of a sudden that options available to them. I find with a lot of pedals that have a lot of options, mm -hmm. I get locked into just like the, the two things that I actually use on there. Right. And I never use any of the other options like on the, on the canyons. Mm -hmm. Like I legitimately only use the deluxe memory man setting. <laughs> Maybe you should just if get I, a, oh I was just saying maybe you should just get a Ducks Mary Man, but that's like three times I know the size I of do kind of want one. No, I, they have that little deluxe memory man. I and it has something that the other deluxe memory mans don't have. It has the overload light, which was only on the vintage units. Oh. And no none of the newer units have it. I kind of want one. And that's like a I think it's like a $270 pedal for like a regular, it's like this size, but it's a deluxe mm -hmm, memory man. Yeah. And I kind of want it just cause it has that overload light. The other one's overload. It just doesn't have a light to show you that it's overloading. That's, that's bad. That's a bad thing to admit. Like that's you know, like people who buy, you know, the same, they buy the plume over and over again. Cause it came out in a new colorway. You know, like I just want that light to flash when it pushes into drive. <laughs> All right, Ryan. I'm, yeah. I'm visualizing. Okay. I'm visualizing. He's visualizing. I visualize the future. Here we go. The first Chase Plus mini pedal. Ooh. It'll be the revival of the tonal recall, but it will only have rate, time, regen, and depth knobs. So no mix or tone. Oh, it'll only have four dip switches. No presets. It's just whatever you've got. It could have with. a mini Chase Bliss that has one bank of dips on the side. And it's just, a, we got to call Joel. Oh, side dips. Interesting. Because there's room. Side dips. Side dips, guys. If you've ever opened up a Chase Bliss there's pedal, no you room. know that they're, this is But if they came up with a simplified, like simplified, like two knob circuit with side dips, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have the MIDI or expression or stuff like that. But there's creative things that could happen and it'd still be like 200 bucks. Yeah. Which would be on par with the probably, EHX. It'd probably still be like three hundred bucks. Here, here's here's uh, here's the debate I want to have with the EHX stuff as our final debate mm -hmm, with it. Mm -hmm. They're all four knob. They all have. So it's they, us debating. You're debating me and Mike Matthews. It's me debating the world. Uh, 
they're all the same format, the, the, the way that like the, the JHS 3 Series is. They're all four knobs, and it has a little option to switch on it. Mm-hmm. I'm interpreting that as they all have the same exact guts. Mm. They all have a circuit board in there with some sort of uh, computer chip going on, and they can just load whatever software they want onto it. That is my guess. I could be way off. But if that is true, I think it sucks that they're different prices. I feel like they should be a standardized price. Like I get that they're emulating different things that have different right. prices, but like if it's the if the if one is one hundred and sixty dollars, and it has the same guts, just different code on it, than the two hundred and forty dollar one. Come on. I mean, I I think come that's on. possibly a. I get I'm, the branding side of it that they don't want to they don't want to devalue their their uh, full size products. But come on. I mean, I guess I'm looking through here in every single one of these. And also. Except for the attack delay. Or the attack decay does not have a blend knob. If Steve. This look, one doesn't have. You know, I think there's. I think that while there's a lot of DSP. Let's look into the future. Johnny Carson style here. All right. Here we go. Look right. into the future. What do I see? Electroharmonics is coming out with all these DSP mini pedals. Mm-hmm. That all have the same computer hardware inside mm-hmm. uh, uh, we're assuming okay you you are assuming they're converting when all- mike matthews sues us he's really only suing you uh that's why electro I- if they're converting all their classic effects to dsp electro harmonics multi-effect in the works uh just putting it out into the world. They've you know? done the three in ones before. No, I'm talking like a little You're floorboard. About a little floorboard. I'm talking about a floorboard with a touchscreen. It could happen. Here's it, it, the stranger things have happened. I can't. They're converting all their classic pedals to DSP, Steve. Like it's they have the code. They just need to pop it into a bigger box. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say limb go me. ahead and say you're wrong. Okay. All right. And I don't, I think all of these, like the core of each one of these pedals is probably the same. There's probably some tweaks to each one to make it do, you know, to handle the signal in different ways. Is it enough to justify different price points? I don't know. Um, But yeah, I'm just going to, I don't have any more knowledge than you do. I just, Sure, sure. It's a I, gut I get feeling. what you're saying. Like, why? Why is the poly? Why is the poly pico the most expensive one? Is the only reason for that to preserve the value of the rest of the pog, uh, the pog uh, right, right. pedals? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I just, I'm saying, they I come, don't know. I want to have. With, they come out with a six hundred dollar floorboard with a built-in expression pedal, and it's not amp or cab sims. It's just electroharmonics uh, effects. Stereo in and out. I can see it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Photoshop it. I'm, not, you sh- I'm never going to get around to it, but what if I did? You should. You really should. I should. You, you should do a time lapse of a Photoshop. You've probably right. already done time lapses of Photoshop. I've, I've messed around with it. Um, I don't. I don't. You're probably right. That's you know, you're, that's the future. You know, look right. into the future. It could be a hundred years from now. Oh know? my gosh! Yeah, in a hundred years, 
EH and X will be manifesting these. In a hundred years, it will be EH and X. Why do I always want to say I have no idea. All right, let's do the last ad. This is a relic SX liquid, an S and X liquid from Steve and O and Neil. We got a couple Steve O'Neills in the queue. Yeah, we got two of them. What was that? Did we do both of them? We didn't do that one. We didn't do the other one. Okay, good. We're saving another Steve O'Neill for next week. He might win two weeks in a row. By the way, guys. build relic. We need more ads. You have a chance to win a $25 gift certificate to the retailer or fast food establishment, establishment of your choice. Every single episode, all you have to do is send us your most ridiculous reverb, your most crazy Craigslist, your most over-the-top offer-up, your most egregious eBay, all of these things. And you send us your listings, <laughs> and Steve decided to pair Bluetooth fo- to his phone right Just now. Just keep talking. It okay. doesn't affect you. Send us ads, and you might win money. Okay. Steve O'Neill sent us this. It is a Relic SX Liquid. Yeah, custom vintage relic job professionally done in Maryland. Pickups are Epiphone 57s, custom pickguard, and volume slash tone knob. Straight neck stays in tune perfectly. Shipping at buyer's expense, $235. It's already been knocked down $65 from the original price of $300. It's got a wraparound tailpiece. Is that stock? Do you have your liquid? Yeah, but my, mine has oh, a, mine has is the, the vibrato version. Okay, uh, so first off, in this picture, it looks, in this picture where you only see the bottom of the guitar, I think, oh, well, this could be interesting. And then I scroll to see the full thing. And like, why is the pickguard melted? I think they cut it out of a piece of metal. I think it looks like they used 10 snips to cut up a piece of, of aluminum. And then just like 10 snips and then went over it with a Dremel so they wouldn't slice their arm off. I think they tried this. to roll the edges underneath. Oh. It looks janky. And it like the control play area looks the right kind of janky because it's like a cut yeah. up piece of a license plate. Yeah. And I, it's actually I, clean, I dig that. clean lines on it. But the pit guard itself, it does not. They should have tried again. And then tried again if they didn't get do any better. Um, the pick guard should have been like fragments of the rest of the license plate. I will say, like, I find it very interesting to see what kind of wood grain is underneath the paint on an SX liquid. I'm actually kind of into the fact that there's a big knot on there. Yeah, that's that's all right. That's fine. I don't want to definish mine. But if I did, this is giving me decent vibes, even though this person did a, an awful job. Um, stripping it. I'm, I'm sure this is a look they were going for. It has that fake relic, uh, pizza hut table going on. You know, you yeah, remember their tables yeah. that looked like someone just whacked on them with a hammer a bunch mm-hmm. of times. And then they poured a bunch of stain and the stain settled into the, to the low places and got real dark. Like that's what's going on here. But I have a feeling it has more to do with someone being very aggressive with it, with a heat gun mm-hmm. to get that paint off of. Also, it's very like, are those knobs functional? Because they have an end of a steel pipe as a knob, and then they have an end of a copper pipe as a knob. Like, what did they do to make those pieces of hardware functional glue. knobs? You Probably think it's all just glued it straight to the pot? That- <laughs> oh God! You think you think they like held it upside down and like I don't know. So this goes back to like kind of my they could issue have epoxied with this, right? and then drilled it out and then done. I don't know. 
You think you think the person that did the rest? No, of you're this right. You're right. Was like, let's fill these caps with resin and then use uh, and then side drill and then thing, did yeah. like a. You're right. You're right. You know, they definitely didn't. They definitely like just hot glued them to and, and <laughs> to the pot. And that's my gripe with this. It's two hundred thirty-five dollars. Ooh. Which I don't know how much is how much is a SX. It, I think liquid, probably close to that. Like brand new, two hundred. You know, it, it's guitar fetish, so shipping is fifty dollars. Sure, so it's probably close sure. to three hundred. Well, you're going to you have to it. pay shipping to get this too. Um, pickups are maybe I, I'm, I'll go ahead and say the pickups are in upward side grade. All right, like this, they're better they're than probably than better stock. than stock, but like. You still got to have pickups, which is why you don't get the full value. My gripe is custom vintage slash relic job. Okay, yes, clearly. Professionally done. Ooh, which profession? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sir, can, is it cool if I say that like a professional do this? Well, I'm like a biologist, so I have a profession. Yeah, but like, would you? Listen, th- I am employed, so this yeah. is a professional job, you yeah. know, like. <laughs> I did this on my PTO from my actual profession. So I was gainfully employed when I did this. Therefore, I was a professional of sort. Yeah, I'm a professional, a professional butcher. Because this guitar has been butchered. This is rough. Um, This is, this piques my interest. Put the stock pickups back in it. uh, So you can like just bail on that argument entirely. This piques my interest at. $90. $90. Ooh, maybe. I feel like at $90, I'm shopping eBay for just spare bodies, you know, and then throwing a, a unique neck onto, onto this. That's you know? fair. And that's another thing. Like, okay. Uh, did, you custom, see, did you see the back of it? It looks like there's a huge crack through the body. It does look like there's a huge crack through the body. And here's my other gripe. Gripe on me, man. Steve is right for the gripe. This is that SX Vintage Yellow. This is the same finish that that base your brother had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is finished is in. Is that very candy it's vin- it's, coated It's Vintage feel. Yellow. It's, it's, I actually, I like the feel of I that don't hate finish. It. Yeah. Uh, it can be a little sticky. But you got this neck that's basically impermeable right. to all forms of weather in mint condition on this body. Like, you didn't even start to rock the neck. You didn't even try. Yeah. That's always like, it's not really a criticism. It's more of a funny thing to point out about heavily relative guitars. Why are the frets always pristine? You when know, you, like when, if you see a guitar that looks like it, it lived inside of the, the roller drum of a cement truck for 10 years of its life, but the frets in the neck are pristine. Yeah. Come what? on. Like you got to expand the fantasy a little bit here. When are we going to start relicking frets? I, 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 frets. I'm start just putting big dings in the frets, you know, where, where am I? I'm guessing you're cord never going to see relict frets. I, I want to buy a relic, a brand new relic guitar that needs a fret job. Hey man, what <laughs> do you think? What? Check out my brand new guitar. Uh, yeah. Why is, uh, why do you have all these dead spots in the cowboy corpses? No, nah, man, that's a feature. It's a relic. 
fretboard. Right. It sounds just like and sounds and plays frets. just like a guitar that was played for sixty yeah. years. You bought it. You buy a brand new guitar, and the first thing you have to do with it is get all the frets replaced. Right. Like, oh, I just got this guitar. It's so perfect. It's so great. I'm getting it refretted next week. In this one picture of the back, you did point out that it looks like they dropped the body or something. What I can't get over is the fact that the neck is crooked. I don't think that's an optical illusion. There's something weird going on with the neck back here. You think, is it not? No, you're right. Like it's, it's not. Yeah. I'm, I'm a hundred percent right. It's totes crooked, Steve. It's very odd. Yeah. Cause th this is straight. So it's nice and flush. They didn't put the neck on straight. Oh yeah. dude, look at the plate. Yeah. Look at the, the no, plate. look at the screw. I, there's, I don't the understand what's going like, with the plate. They drilled a new hole in the plate somehow. Yeah. How did they even do that? I do not understand. They did it, it. twice. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Holy hell, that's bad. Eagle Eye Cherry over here seeing that one. Jeez. Well, you were you so distracted by the neck being crooked. You didn't even notice the neck plate. No, I noticed the neck plate. I just hey, thought hey. it was an optical illusion. You know what? Maybe. Good good thing they put a strap locks on this so you don't drop it and get it dinged. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just get, just, you know, here's, here's the thing I don't understand about this. It's got strap locks on it. It's pretty obvious that you drank like four, six packs of Grolsch right. while making this. Well, you're, there, that's why the strap locks on there so that he can make sure that it's still on his body when he wakes up in the morning. <laughs> it's not to lock it to the strap. It's to lock it to his body. Oh my gosh. This is just horrendous. Now that I've seen the neck, I would there. I don't think there's a price. The price point I'm interested in is like forty dollars. It's parts. It's yeah. parts. You know, you're buying the pickups. Uh, you might be. You can salvage the body if you're interested in a, a home refund exploration or something like that. Uh, I I'm interested in those knobs. I I want to know what's going on yeah. with them. But man, this is so misguided. It's fine to have fun. It's fine to have fun destroying your stuff. It's fine. This it's, isn't this, but this isn't fun. It's totally fine to do that. The moment you try to sell it, we're gonna be here waiting to make fun. Just of you. don't say it's like okay, like one, it's that's not something you sell. It's something it's you not give really away. Custom. You give it away. You don't sell that. Yeah, just give it away now. Yeah. <sighs> you know the Chili Peppers had it figured out. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Yeah. Yes, Steve. I think this is a tough week. Oh, yeah. How do we pick? I hate to say it. Uh, I think I had the most fun talking about that liquid. Really? I, I, I'm I, going between the liquid and the gemstone. <sighs> the gemstone hurt a lot more to look my at. My favorite of these three, my favorite guitar of these three is obviously Barbie Pink. We had nothing yeah, but yeah. good things to say about it. Cool cool build. I I wish like the criteria was what was your favorite ad. But like I so felt often, the most emotion on the liquid. I'm sticking with the liquid. I'm going to go with the gemstone just to be controversial. We're going to have to we're going to have to spin doctor pick this there we go. The Here it is, doctors. the lucky spin doctor's pick. Let's give it a, uh, we should call it the flip doctor's pick. Because we flip, flip it. Oh. Oh. Hold on, hold on. What side? Am I taking Chris? You taking spin doctors? I'll take spin doctors. All right. So I've got the relic uh, liquid yep. Yep. on spin doctors. You always win these things, right? That's what you've claimed. I have won very many of them, if not all of them. You won this one. 
How does that keep happening? I don't know, but congratulations. <laughs> we might as, I might as well just bow to you every time and be like, congratulations okay, take it, Steve. to Caro Lamb uh, for. Uh, Tune in next week to see if Steve O'Neill wins because he's going to have another ad next week. You still uh, have a chance, Steve O'Neill. Steve and O and Neil. Yeah. Uh, this this song was sent by Mark and Van and Durr and Horn. <laughs> Uh, MP3 attached song submission. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Steve. First, thank you for doing what you do. Your honest, fun-loving, positive approach to we guitars. Them. He thinks was we're it, honest. Was this positive? <laughs> uh, to guitars, it's absolutely refreshing to behold and has been so helpful uh, for me to get back into playing guitar after many decades long break. I've attached the first track off my new album, which is coming out on VLSI Records, available for pre-order on Bandcamp or cassette forecat, format or digitally. The album is called Olivine Window. This track is called Losing Nils. Uh, it's very much planted in the ambient uh, guitar genre. The guitar being a 40-year-old-ish Spectre NS6. Uh, the signal chain is a direct feed from an old Tokai TCH1 chorus into an L cap and then into a couple budget Joyo amp sims straight into an Edirol UA25 digital interface. There are seven or eight individual guitar lines mixed together in audacity. This is a man after my own heart. Here we go. The audacity an, of it with all. With an extra synth line and amazing production added by Etch-A-Sketch. If you hear anything else in there, well, sit back and pass the fudge. Uh, so the, what does ba- that the mean? band is called, or Mark's project is called Serene One. Of course, there will be a link below. This is the song downloading it's downloading oh it's downloaded here we go
So he just needs to take that track mm-hmm. and keep working on it and keep recording it and tell us about 10 hours long and then upload it to YouTube and people will, will put it on and they'll fall asleep to it. That is That's one way to make money. Beautiful, ambient, yeah. relaxing. That's great. We don't get, we don't really get a lot of ambient stuff. No, here. we don't. Yeah. I liked it. Thanks for sending that. Yeah. All right. Bye everybody. Stay grounded.